Brace for Winnings is a production of iHeartRadio. Brace for Winnings, your weekly stop for all things wagering on the NFL. An iHeartRadio podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And away we go. Episode 2, or shall I say NFL Week 16. On this episode of Brace for Winnings, you will hear our thoughts on every Christmas Day game. The huge winner go home Thursday night matchup between the Jets and the Red Hot Jags. And then, will there be immaculate vibes in Pittsburgh for the Raiders and the Steelers? All that comes up with our six-pack of pick segment. And as always, we will fire up the DraftKings Sportsbook app and cook up another monster same-game parlay in the lab. Last week, we hit our debut same-game parlay, so let's keep it going. What do you say? But first, three questions from the NFL week that was... All right, I got JJ with me here. Once again, while this is a wagering on the NFL podcast, we always open up with three questions from the week that was. It's important to look back to learn moving forward. You like that philosophy there? You know what questions get you, Sean Brace? What? They get you answers, like all right? That. That's what we're trying to get you here. All right, let's open it up with number one right in our backyard. JJ, to you, should Eagles fans be concerned about the Jalen Hurts injury? I don't know. Did that 68-yard pass to A.J. Brown look concerning to you, Sean Brace? Because that came with the right shoulder injury, right shoulder sprain that he has. There's no reason to be concerned. The only reason why he could potentially be sitting, I think, is so this doesn't linger into the postseason. You want to be as 100% healthy as you can heading into the postseason. This is one that if he plays on it, he'll be fine. He'll be able to play with it. Just a little bit of pain tolerance. But it is going to linger for the rest of the season if he continues to play on it. If he gives it, let's just say, a couple weeks off. And especially, this isn't necessarily a short week. But they are playing Saturday a day earlier than they usually would. If you give this, though, a couple of weeks just to heal, to get better, this doesn't linger as much, and this probably isn't as much of a pain tolerance thing that it needs to be, and he'll be absolutely okay. And he can get more time off if the Eagles do end up winning this game against Dallas. So I think this is just sit him so he's 100% healthy, but concern well, DraftKings doesn't seem too concerned because they're still the favorite to win the NFC. So, yes, no. I agree with everything you just said. First and foremost, uh, the x-rays came back negative. That's number one. So I'm going to trust that. Number two, he was on the podium addressing the media on Tuesday. And you know darn well that if he was injured in any way, shape or form to the point that he was going to miss some significant time, I don't think he would be addressing the media at that point in time. So for me, I promise you, I'm not worried in the least bit. And I had somebody tweet me the image of the cap. Now, I had to Google what that meant. It meant that that guy thought I was lying. I'm not lying here. I'm not worried at all. In fact, I think the Eagles can go down to Dallas and win on Saturday as five-point dogs without Jalen Hurts, wrap up the one seed, rest Jalen Hurts for the next two weeks, and then get ready for the playoffs. That's where I stand right now. What am I lying about? Nothing. All right, question number two. The 1 o'clock games from week 15, all six underdogs covered. Now, is it the time of the year that we should be looking at underdogs a little bit more? Week 15 altogether, 9-6 and six ATS. The dogs were barking in a big way, JJ. Your thoughts? Should we be looking at underdogs a little bit more at this point in time of the season? 
Sort of. So things in this time of the year get a little bit weird. Obviously, teams are fighting for playoff spots, but I think we have in our minds all the time a focus on teams that don't make it. And well, what are they really playing for? Well, there's still NFL teams and there's ebbs and flows to a season. Yes, a team might not have been playing that well throughout most of the middle of the season, but they can end up turning things around. I think we're seeing that with Jacksonville, a team that I really liked betting on at the end of the season last year and won me a few bets was Seattle. Seattle really didn't do anything last year, but there were ebbs and flows to that season for them. Russell Wilson got healthy in the final portion of the year and they won a few games. So I think you just have to take into account this is still the NFL. So while teams are hot, vying for playoff spots, they're not always going to stay that way. These games get tighter. Obviously, fighting for playoff positions make teams tighter. But I think it's just betting on the parity of the league more than anything and the fact that things can get weird and they especially get weird in December and January. And that includes injury things as well because we're getting towards the end of the season where not everybody's 100%. Yeah, I would say I get that the first six games on the day the dogs were barking all six covered but to follow it up the four games in the four o'clock spot it went three oh and one for the favorites the only push was the chargers and the tennessee titans that were a three-point spread in favor of the chargers and they ended up winning 17 to 14 we all know what happened in vegas of course with that wildness at the end of the game 30 to 24 at the buzzer raiders ended up covering that number denver broncos were able to handle business against the cardinals and of course the cincinnati Bengals, which we both liked yes last week against the tampa bay bucks they ended up pulling that bad boy out 34 to 23 as a three and a half point favorite so i get it it's something that we should be looking at here's what i would say if you like the dogs why not pay attention to the live action for me that's when you can get a really good number especially if that team comes out that's favored opens up with a drive to start the game whether they go up by three or seven they put something on the board you're even getting yourself a better number at that point in time so i'm okay looking at the dogs here but bottom line is this we are in the week 16 in the nfl season these odds makers are about as sharp as they come and these numbers are about as sharp as they come. So I don't think you're going to find too much fluctuation on either side. Good luck to you on all your plays. I do like the live line for all the underdog players out there. I got a feeling Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl. This is not the last time, but Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl. All right, third and final question here to open up breaks for winnings. Episode 2. A 25-yard field goal in the wonderful snowy conditions as the clock struck zero up there in Buffalo. Yeah, they clinched an AFC playoff berth with a 32-29 win over the Miami Dolphins. But here's the question I have for you, JJ. Are you concerned about the way the Buffalo Bills have looked as of late? More importantly, let's just ask this. Let's define this question a little bit more here. Is Josh Allen enough to get the Buffalo Bills to the Super Bowl? I think that is 100% yes. Look, he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. I think Burrow, Mahomes, and Josh Allen are all quarterbacks that can carry their teams with special ability. And Josh Allen has flashed that over and over and over again. But he's also flashed this really erratic type of play. And I know this is partly from last year as well. And his numbers are going to be really similar to last year in terms of touchdown to interception ratio, in terms of passing yards. Nothing has really looked like what he was two years ago when he finished up as runner-up as MVP. He just hasn't been that quarterback. And as long as those mistakes are there, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure how convinced I am that this team with him maybe 
throwing a few interceptions or being erratic can carry him into the postseason through a Super Bowl run. I know Josh Allen is fantastic. I love how he's played this season, but it very much is reminiscent of the way Patrick Mahomes played last year. We knew he was great. We know Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL, but last year we knew things were just a bit off, and it really didn't show until the AFC Championship game in the second half against Cincinnati where he couldn't do anything, and the disaster we thought was on the horizon ended up happening in that game. I think I feel the same way with Josh Allen and the Bills. Things are looking good. They're winning games. But when does that disaster finally happen for them the way it did for the Chiefs last year? And I think it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, I think there's going to be some really good teams in that AFC side of, of the playoffs when it comes down to it. Josh Allen played great. He was 25 of 40 for 304, four touchdowns. Got lucky on a fumble, 77 yards. Uh, he also picked up on the ground. Hooked up with Dawson Knox a ton in that game. But there were some errors in that Buffalo secondary. I just thought that the defense should be playing a little bit better, especially in that situation with Miami coming to Buffalo in those conditions. I get it, no Von Miller, but there is something else missing from this team. I don't necessarily look at the Buffalo Bills in the same light that I look at the Kansas City Chiefs as I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and now entering the equation, the Cincinnati Bengals. All I know is, out of the group of AFC teams, look, if you look at to total DVOA, Buffalo's up there number one, even ahead of the Eagles. They have a number four offense DVOA. Most of that is passing Josh Allen, fantastic, and number five in defense. But I think from what I've seen, you know, Cincinnati – isn't the explosive offense that maybe Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have, but Cincinnati has a consistent offense. They flow really well, especially in good game situations, and also their defense plays complementary football as well with them. To me, I think the team that's clearly separated themselves, I think from everyone else, that to me looks complete, is Cincinnati. And everybody is just a peg down from them. I think they're the best team in the AFC I don't think in terms of the big gap I see from Philadelphia and the rest of the NFC, but while Philadelphia is a clear NFC favorite, I think right now, to me, a clear AFC favorite is Cincinnati. Bengals back in action on a Saturday at 1 o'clock, taking on the New England Patriots in New England. They are three-point road favorites. And Buffalo on the road, taking on the Bears, and it's supposed to be really cold. Stop me if you heard that one before. In Chi-Town, Buffalo an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Bears. Both games going off at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Brace and JJ crack open a sixer this week. Six games, six plays, six pack of picks. Hey, yes, indeed. Six pack of picks time with my guy, JJ. Happy holidays, JJ. Happy holidays, Sean Brace. Happy holidays, everyone. To that's like listening. the third best holiday, maybe, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Sheesh. We'll have to get you to power rank that one a little bit yeah, later. You know what number one is? Thanksgiving? Come on. Football's on. You got, you know, you got the turkey ready. It's all about food and football. What's better than that? Memorial Day weekend. That's not a bad one. There you go. Thursday night football. This is going to be a good one because we got two teams that are officially playing for their playoff lives. How about this? The Jets, after a heartbreaking loss last week into the red-hot Detroit Lions, they've now lost fourth time in their last five games, dropping to now 7-7. Seven and seven. The Jags have turned around its season and possibly its future in the last month and a half, winning three of its last four games and four 
out of its last six. How about this? After week 11, the Titans were 7-3. and three. They had a four-game lead on the 3-7 and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags weren't even in second place of the AFC South, J.J., the Colts held down that spot. Fast forward to present day. DraftKings Sportsbook is showing the Jags at minus 125 to win the AFC South. Whoa! Titans, minus 105. Here's something that I want to put out there for the people. This weekend in NFL Week 16, a lot of bad weather up and down the East Coast corridor. So, number one, put that into your mind before you hit send on DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, for Thursday night, cold and wet in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Temps in the 40s, steady rain, and a 10 to 15 mile per hour wind. So, here's the question I have for you. Jets are favored now by a point and a half here on DraftKings Sportsbook. Total coming in on a low 37 and a half. JJ, how do you see this one playing out? I see this one just looking at the number one overall pick in last year's draft, the number two overall pick in last year's draft. They are going in drastically different directions. Trevor Lawrence has turned things around. And not just turned things around to a point of he's a good quarterback. He's turning things around to the point where he looks like he's one of the elites. He looks like the high-level quarterback that we thought he was going to be out of Clemson. And that's turned Jacksonville's season around. With that, though, comes very smart football. He's taking care of the football. I know the fumble happened at a really bad time. But he's not been turning over the ball a lot. The last time I can remember Trevor Lawrence playing in a bit of some rough weather it was against the Philadelphia Eagles there were five turnovers in that game the majority of them I think all of them were by Trevor Lawrence I think he's going to right the ship this time so the Jets defense is very good they rank fourth in pass DVOA defensively they're one of the best defenses overall in the NFL but Jacksonville just got done against one of the other best secondaries in the NFL in Dallas that ranked just about fifth fourth overall along with the Jets and Trevor Lawrence had no problem against them. Look, this is simple here. Both of these teams need a win, but one has a quarterback that's taking care of the football and playing at a high level. One that has a quarterback that's still turning the ball over at an alarming rate and also can't consistently put together drives. I'm going to take the one that can manufacture these drives, even against a poor Jacksonville defense. I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to do that. So to me... I'm betting Jacksonville here. I think they're the play. I think they win this game. And the Jets with Zach Wilson just aren't good enough. Well, we agree on that one. First and foremost, I want to put this out there. Trayvon Walker has been ruled out for Thursday night's game. And that's a big deal because he's been coming on strong. He's been looking good. He's the number one overall pick. That's going to help out your defense. Now, this number has flip-flopped. It's been going back and forth a few times since it's come out on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's now, like I said, a point and a half in favor of the New York Jets, which is just crazy to me because I'm right there with you. Trevor Lawrence is playing the best football that we have seen so far in his short career. Four touchdown passes, 318 yards, one interception. He's thrown 13 of his 24 touchdown passes over his past five games. I would lean the under 37 and a half with the weather, and I don't trust the Jets at all on offense, but I'm looking at the Jags as a stone-cold winner here on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, and I think Jacksonville, too, where they can find answers because it's going to be tough to try try and win on the outside with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, who are probably the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Doug Peterson's really good at scheming up plays and really good at finding ways to get guys open. So I think with his play calling and Trevor Lawrence's ability and his high IQ on the field, they will find answers that maybe a team like the Lions weren't able to find necessarily with just 20 points and some other teams wouldn't be able to find. You can find it, though, with a really good head coach and a really good quarterback in Jacksonville. It's weird to say they have both of them right now. 
like it. Next. <laughs> All right, to our neck of the woods, and it's Dallas week. Eagles and Cowboys at 425 on Christmas Eve. Now, while it would have been an amazing game to enjoy, and I really wanted to see the Eagles roll, but everything is out the window for me on this one, JJ. No Jalen Hurts, so therefore no wagering from me. But we're hitting on this one because I know you feel completely different than I do. So I want to hear from you. How do you think this one's going to play out? First on DraftKings Sportsbook, the boys are five-point favorites right now over the Eagles and the total coming in at 47.5. So my question to you, JJ, are you taking the five here? Yeah, and it's fair to focus on the MVP that is now going to be out potentially in this game. But for a moment, let's just push that to the side. Let's forget about the whole Jalen Hurts thing. Let's instead focus on Dallas a little bit. Dak Prescott has 10 interceptions in his last seven games. The Eagles have the most interceptions in the league with 15 and a league-leading plus 12 turnover differential. I get it. The focus is on Hurts and the offense. How are they going to operate against the solid Dallas defense without the MVP of the league? How much line movement in this game, though, is too much to where I go, hold off. I don't know if they're that bad with Gardner Minshew starting because this line moving to five, I got it at six. This thing moved a lot. How much do we call too much when the Eagles still have a top defense, a top offensive line, a 1,200-yard receiver, an 1,100-yard running back? Is that enough talent? And I think is that enough talent around a, a quarterback like Gardner Minshew who the Eagles brought in for a reason? The Eagles are paying money for a reason. He's a darn good backup. Yes, there is certainly a level of play from the quarterback position that is going to drastically drop, but the level of play from everybody else is still going to be really good, and it could get better because they know they're going to have to step up in this game. To me, there's too much talent on the Eagles' side of the ball, and they still have ways to win this game with a Dallas offense. That is struggling. Dak Prescott still, they're scoring points. I get it. But these turnovers are backbreaking. It was backbreaking, obviously, in the Jacksonville game. And I think it's going to be backbreaking again against an Eagles defense that did pretty well against it last time, albeit Cooper Rush starting a quarterback. But with Dak Prescott's interceptions, I think they get even more of those. Now, I'm not going to skip out on this game entirely. This game will be featured on the same game parlay when we discuss that coming up a little bit later. We try to cook up another monstrous live because it's indoors and it's one of the highest totals on the board. And plus, it's featuring the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Eve. Got to get some action on that one. But you, you're taking the five. I don't hate it. I'm just going to avoid it because I need Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. Don't really trust Gardner Minshew in this spot. But we'll see how it plays out. Next! Saturday night, Christmas Eve night, and I didn't think I'd be saying this about the Raiders and the Steelers, JJ, but I'm fired up for this one. The Raiders have won four of their last five games and just beat the Patriots, yeah, on that walk-off winner. By a final score of 30 to 24. They covered as a two and a half point home favorite. Flip side, the Steelers have won three of their last four and are coming off a solid upset win over the Panthers 24 to 16, winning outright as a two and a half point road dog. This will be a special night for Steelers fans and the team as Franco Harris, Steelers legend, passed away on Wednesday morning. They were going to retire his number 32 on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, JJ. The same teams, Steelers and Raiders, major juice in the building, plus my guy Kenny Pickett returning under center after the concussion protocol. Raiders are a two-point road fave, total coming in at 38.5, and all I'm going to say is this. I am riding with the Pittsburgh Steelers. How could you bet against them in this moment? We're talking 32 going up to the rafters. That place is going to be electric. They're not going to lose at home on Christmas Eve night.
So my problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers is the one way to beat them is to throw against them. The thing is, in their last four games, and they've won three of their last four, so they're playing well in their last four games, though. The quarterbacks they have faced, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, Tyler Hundley, and Sam Darnold. I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to light the world on fire. He's this great quarterback, and this is the first great quarterback that Pittsburgh's going to face, but it's a solid passing offense that has Darren Waller back, that has Devontae Adams, who is playing like one of the best wide receivers in the league, still in a new offense. I just don't know how comfortable I would feel taking Pittsburgh in a game where they, they might give up some big plays to Devontae Adams in this Raiders passing attack. Now, they get Kenny Pickett back. Kenny Pickett gives them some stability. I don't like necessarily all I've seen from Kenny Pickett. This isn't an explosive offense with him. He doesn't have a lot of arm strength. I don't know what they're going to get more out of him. He's at least not turning the ball over. That's a lot better than when he first came in. The Raiders, I just think they find the deep downfield plays here. I think they win this one. So I'm thinking money line here and probably... I'm going to take the money line on the Las Vegas Raiders thinking Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, they get it done against the week second. I can't wait to hear Renegade heading into fourth quarter. There's not going to be a dry eye in the stands. Look out for a big night from Najee Harris on Saturday night. Next! Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree. Oh, and now to Christmas Day. And for the first time in NFL history, there are three games. On Christmas Day, the first one on the day might be the best one or the one with the most meaning. Let's just put it that way. I have a play in each that I like. I like it a lot. First up, Green Bay on the road versus the Miami Dolphins. Who wants it more? The Dolphins have lost three straight and are three-and-a-half-point favorites to total a robust 49-and-a-half on DraftKings Sportsbook. Now listen to this. DraftKings opened with the Dolphins as a six-point favorite. Now down to three-and-a-half. Which way are you going, JJ? I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. This is buying a little bit low as their stock is going down because they've lost three straight, but all schedules are not made the same. Green Bay has won their last two games, but it was against Chicago and the Los Angeles Rams, two of the worst teams in football. The Facts. Miami Dolphins, though, three straight games on the road and three games against playoff teams, San Francisco, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Buffalo Bills. Facts. That is a gauntlet of a schedule. You're going to tell me that Miami's going to feel the warmth of Miami, Florida again and not want to put it all over the Green Bay Packers. Look, Packers have been good, allowing under 200 yards passing per game. But as we have seen, it doesn't matter what your secondary is like. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waller are going to outrun them. They are faster than you. They are better than you. And I think Miami's going to field in this one. They desperately need to win. And I think that they're going to get some home cooking here against the Green Bay Packers. Give me Miami. I think this number is a lot lower compared to what it was going to be. Maybe if this game happened a couple of weeks ago. To me, a good buy-low spot here in Miami with a decent number. I'm right there with you. For me, I believe getting back and getting at home cooking is going to be a huge deal for the Miami Dolphins. As you just pointed out, three straight road games. All losses. They did play well against Buffalo in those conditions, though. Tua didn't play bad, and of course, they were able to spread it out. Waddle had a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had a touchdown. So, here's what I'm looking at. The team total is at 25 and a half for the Miami Dolphins. That's kind of where I'm leaning, but I also will take them giving the three and a half to the Green Bay Packers as well. I like that play. Now, I just want to put this out there. Since I love the Dolphins here on Christmas Day and they're going off as a favorite, the Dolphins are minus 200 on the money line under FK Sportsbook, meaning the cash that I would have to risk 200 to win 
$100. But listen to this. With the new DraftKings customer offer, you can bet just $5 to win $150. Now, that's what I'm talking about. All you got to do is use promo code WINNINGS and bet $5 to win $150. That's new users. Sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook and take advantage of that awesome offer. Make sure you see the show notes for details. Dolphins minus three and a half on Christmas Day. I like that. Next! Oh my God! Look out, the Denver Broncos finally won a game. Now, no thanks to Russell Wilson, though. How about Brett Rippon? Does that name do anything for you, JJ? No, Boise State Bronco quarterback, but not a great Boise State Bronco quarterback like Kellen Moore was. Yeah, actually, Brett didn't do much either. It was all Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack more than anything. Both combined for over 165 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Now, the second game on Christmas Day features the Denver Broncos on the road at the L.A. Rams. Denver, a two-and-a-half road favorite. With Russell Wilson returning to the starting quarterback position, total set at 36.5. Simple. This game has to be the Broncos, right? Much better defense versus a Rams offense that can hardly get the ball past midfield. I actually feel really good here. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos on the road, minus 2.5, with Russell Wilson slowly getting back into shape, and maybe the offense might be doing something against a depleted L.A. Rams defense. Sean Brace, you're better than just to say the Broncos have won a game finally. They have covered their last three games against the spread, against Kansas City, against Baltimore, and then against the Arizona Cardinals. Who let the Broncos get hot? Russell Wilson, I don't even care what he looks like. I don't care if he's going to be any good. This Broncos defense is going to absolutely torture Baker Mayfield and a bunch of nobodies on the outside at wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have given up. They're not good. They're not going to win another game for the rest of the season, and it's going to start on Christmas Day. The Denver Broncos gift Russell Wilson a bit of a win here for Christmas Day. Give me the Denver Broncos laying two and a half. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long day for Baker Mayfield. This was a Denver Bronco defense, as you just pointed out, playing much better and did force the Arizona Oh, Card- Baker Mayfield's going to be Santa Claus on Sunday. You get an interception. Oh, you get an interception. I like what you did you there. You get an interception. That's what happened. Holiday cheer for the entire Broncos secondary. That's what happened last week against the Cardinals. Let's keep it going. Next! <laughs> and finally, the Christmas nightcap. Nothing gets the Christmas spirit going like Tom Brady versus Trey. Race McSorley. No Kyler Murray, no Colt McCoy. Yep. The starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals is the Penn State legend, Trace McSorley. Now, we threw two interceptions when he came in for Colt McCoy last week versus Denver. Big number here, so that's how they make things a little bit more interesting on DraftKings Sportsbook. How do you feel about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road giving 7.5 total at 39.5, JJ? So right here you have two absolutely ugly numbers to talk about. First of all, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 3-10-1 against the spread. That is absolutely horrendous. And that's the team laying 7.5 this game on the road. That's That doesn't sound good, right? You're on the road. You're laying 7.5. You can't cover games. The Arizona Cardinals are 1-7 at home. The Arizona Cardinals don't cover in Arizona. And now they're on their third-string quarterback when their offense wasn't already good to begin with because Cliff Kingsbury probably not going to end up being a good NFL coach. This game has all sorts of ugly around it. I wouldn't know how to bet it. I'll say this. 
Tampa Bay's offense is the one that needs to score points to cover the 7.5. I don't know if they cover the 7.5. I don't want to bet it because of their number. But the total kind of speaking to me a little bit here. I know it's already low. I don't know how these teams get to 20. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are absolutely struggling on offense, and those struggles go against any defense, no matter how bad they are, no matter what DVOA ranking I put in front of you. Just know Tampa Bay's offense has been bad against it, and that's going to include against the Arizona Cardinals. And Arizona, Trace McSorley looked Horrible against the Denver Broncos. Tampa Bay's defense, pretty good. I don't know how points are scored in this game. I don't think there are very many points scored in this game. I'm going under here. I don't mind the under. I just want to come back at you and say the fact that this game is being played on Christmas night, this is the Super Bowl for the Arizona Cardinals. Trace McSorley's, this is his biggest game, right? So I look at this game and I'm, look at me, uh, believe me, I'm scraping the barrel here, okay? I believe McSorley will be a much better option as he has looked in the past, because he's had a few days to prepare. He knows he's going to be the starter here. And I know I'm begging, because the Cardinals are a bad club, allow me to believe for a second that Connor can get a rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. Am I asking for too much? Yes. DraftKings Sportsbook team total as far as touchdowns scored, one and a half. I'm going over the one and a half here. It's Christmas night. Dare I say, I'm looking for a Christmas miracle! Ho, ho, ho. All right, chart dart time. And now normally you would hear us get in the lab and cook up a same game parlay on each episode. But on this one, folks, since it's the holiday season, we will be putting out a same game parlay separately. Yep. Simply just due to the fact that the odds makers are scared of me, I think, since I cashed on a debut episode last week. Nah, I kid. It's because the Eagles and Cowboys game, I believe, will have the most scoring in it this week. And there are a few factors that uh, need to be decided to the odds makers. Quarterback. Yeah, we can go ahead and put those numbers up. But I believe that that will be the highest scoring game this week. A lot of other games will have weather being a factor. This one, we don't have to worry about that happening down there in Jerry's world. So we have to be smart here. So be on the lookout for our Eagles and Cowboys same game parlay feature on Friday morning. With that, let's throw some darts and see if we can get a few to stick here. Had a couple bullseyes last week. This week, I'm feeling pretty good here. First up, Thursday night, I'm taking the red-hot Jacksonville Jags. Plus one and a half on the road, taking on the Jets. Then the Steelers on Christmas Eve, catching two. Once again, rest in peace to Franco Harris. That's going to be an electric atmosphere Saturday night in Pittsburgh. And watch out for a big game from Najee Harris as well. Then the Christmas Day, I like the Dolphins at home giving three and a half to the Green Bay Packers. The Denver Broncos. Yes, you heard me correctly there. The Denver Broncos. I like them on the road in L.A. versus the Rams as two and a half point favorites. And then I'll take the over on one and a half team total touchdowns. Yeah, you heard that one as well for the Arizona Cardinals. A true Christmas miracle, please. That one stinky. I'm going with my favorite Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jags. Tennessee, they lost their starting quarterback for the year, potentially Ryan Tannehill. And Jacksonville smells blood in the water. Give me the Jags' money line against the New York Jets. I'm taking the Eagles getting the five against Dallas. No Jalen Hurts, potentially. No problem. It's one of the best rosters in the league, and that's still the case even with Gardner Minshew starting. And he's going to do it for his former head coach, Mike Leach, as well. Raiders laying the two and a half against Pittsburgh. I don't trust Pittsburgh's secondary against the Raiders' top passing option in Devontae Adams. I like Miami in a good bounce-back spot here. Three games on the road against three playoff teams. Now they're at 
at home against a team that's not going to make the playoffs in the Green Bay Packers. I'll lay the three and a half. Denver, minus two and a half against LA. I don't know how LA is going to score any points. Baker Mayfield's going to throw a lot of interceptions as well. I like Denver laying the two and a half. Tampa Bay, Arizona, under 39 and a half. This one just has to do with Tampa Bay's offense being very bad and Trace McSorley being the starting quarterback for Arizona. But how about some bonus Christmas present for the kiddies, Sean Brace? Let's do it. Let's get the New York Giants getting four and a half points against the Minnesota Vikings. I will take those four and a half points with the New York Giants. The Vikings, as we know, frauds. Giants, probably frauds as well, but the Giants can stay in close games. Brian Dable is the better head coach here, better than Kevin O'Connell. I like the Giants to keep this one close. If it's over a field goal, which it is at four and a half, give me the points. You know what happened last week when you went a little one-off? Sorry, had to do it. Don't there. do it. It's Christmas. That's Don't right. do that to me. <laughs> holiday cheer, Sean Brace. Ho, ho, Positivity. Ho. The hey. holiday season, and you got to talk about my wrongs. You got to talk about what put me on the naughty list. Once again, be sure to subscribe to Brace for winning so you don't miss out on that same game parlay one-offs being put out this Friday. And new users, get over to DraftKings Sportsbook and take advantage of their 5 for 150 new customer offer. That's it. You bet $5, you can win $150 back. It's that simple. Be sure to use promo code WINNINGS and check out all the details in the show description. Once again, for JJ and I on Brace for Winnings, everyone have a happy and safe holiday and let's catch those green check marks. Brace for Winnings, your weekly stop for all things wagering on the NFL. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Brace for Winnings is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.